Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode four of season six of This Osteopathic Life. And thank you for your patience. We had our first three episodes on the Thursday in that rhythm. And on that fourth Thursday, I ended up with a triplet of teaching sessions and talked so much. And this mild residual cough that I've had just said, no more talking today. And absolutely, I can respect and understand the benefits of batch recordings and having some in the hopper to produce on that day. And I will continue to consider that. However, it has always just really spoken to me to speak in the moment on whatever is coming forward. I will note that I was excited to have a leap year podcast and truly that day (laughs) just moved by in a different time warp fashion. And I literally was lying in bed at the end of the day thinking, oh, I really intended to have this podcast recorded today. And on that lovely day that doesn't occur very often, right? Once every four years. And to have an episode that came out on 229 would have been lovely. However, I'm also going to embrace that the events of that day, I fully embraced and was able to be present in the moment and respect that even more than the rare occasion of a leap day episode. All that around to say that today we're going to talk about delay. And we haven't done this so far this season to really explore and break down the word and the concept and what that means and seems very fitting as we're meeting here in this delayed release of this episode four And thinking about when we are trading perhaps presence for consistency, and maybe we don't have to make that compromise. Maybe there is somewhere that both can coexist. And also knowing that whatever it is you are prioritizing, support yourself in doing that. Being present in the moment, honoring what my body said on the day when talking was no longer an option. Knowing that sometimes we can power through. And for me in this particular season, That is less often the case. Finding more grace, more space, more rest has been the goal. And so while not ideal, and I really enjoyed coming back to this space and finding that rhythm of the Thursday release and plan to get back there, I'm also going to honor that it was the best choice in the moment to be with what was on both of those days. Honoring that I conserved my energy for those live coaching sessions and teaching sessions where the focus and the energy needed to be there for that group. And this past Thursday, most recently, being fully present with my children in a lovely event. And I think I'll talk about that a little more on the next episode. So for delay, looking at some of those baseline definitions to make, in parentheses, someone or something late or slow. And this one is interesting because we're looking at how we have our impact on someone else. So thinking about a time you have delayed someone, let's say, perhaps you had a set time for departure and whatever was happening, it caused that to happen later than anticipated or make something late. 
maybe you had right a particular assignment or a podcast that you anticipated producing and making that late. So thinking about the reasons behind that, as we've shared here in the opening, we can notice there might be all different ways and purpose behind what has transpired. And the opportunity that we have is to pay attention to those whys. And if there is a pattern and we wish to shift that, like with the podcast, knowing that you might have some choices, things to put in place to protect against acute moments when there might not be availability on that same day. So a pre-recorded, a batched podcast might be a solution there. If you know you have a tendency to run late, right, to have a delayed departure or a delayed arrival, you might put some pieces in place. Like you tell yourself, the time is slightly different. You're aiming for sooner so that if there is some delay, you have accounted for that. You might offer up some preparation in the night before or in the hours before to get things together. So there's less of a likelihood that things will interrupt you knowing that there are going to be acute measures that happen. Looking also at mindset around that delay. So we're making someone or something late, seeing if there is this mindset. And for me, this can often happen that one more thing can fit into this window when perhaps a wider margin, and that's a brilliant book to read and a concept to consider that there might be a wider margin available so that there's a greater window, there's allowance given. And if something else does come up, you don't run up against the boundary that lateness factor so quickly. Thinking also about the mindset of how we're valuing that time. And here too, this is where priorities can come into place, into play, into place, both of those could work. And noticing what is happening is an illustration of priorities. And as I'm here on this podcast, sharing this with you, saying that I don't prioritize the podcast is less than ideal. However, in the relativity of the experience, prioritizing live engagement and presence with my children would, right, in a hierarchy, rise above the production of the podcast. And get an opportunity here to decide what makes the most sense, what is most sustainable here. And if I do want to ensure that the priority of this particular experience isn't dropping down the list, again, putting some measures in place. And I picture that visual here with my hands, like putting something underneath, putting a basement in place so there isn't a level to which that can drop. You can look at that with last year, right? In the absence of a number of episodes, not only for delay or present prioritization, but a lot of other factors came into play. And so knowing this year, how far are you willing to let that go? And replacing the episode, my anticipation here is to have two episodes. So we're back on track for the episode per week average, even if two of them come out in a different and slightly compressed time frame, and then reassuming that rhythm that was the opening intention. Delay is also to make someone or something slow. And there are two, so there can be late, right? And there can be this finite arrival time that happens. But there can also be this slowing, and I think of this in terms of progress. And this one, especially here, when we think about in coaching, that making of someone or something other than ourselves We talk a lot in coaching about how we are responsible for our own thoughts, feelings, actions. And we're talking here about having this influence over another. And it's important to see what the opportunities and what the challenges might be. So we can't control someone's response to something. 
And we can't necessarily require or influence directly their capacity to uphold their own boundary. We can notice, right? We can notice how our behavior impacts another. And we can also notice that that's happening to you. So if you are ready and prepared, and then things are happening where you are delayed by someone else's actions, you get to decide what your boundary is. And if anybody watched Everybody Loves Raymond episodes, there was one right where Ray just decides, you know what, I'm going to leave. Right? Deborah took too long to get ready, and I told her that if she's not ready at this time, I'm going to leave. And that is him setting his own boundary. Right? He's not saying to her, you must be ready at this time. He's saying, this is the time that I'm going to depart, and if you're in the car, I will go. With you, if you're not in the car, I will go without you. And now, there's all kinds of nuance in the show and in the episode, and she gets her curling iron stuck in her hair, and there's an element of frustration all around that. And we can certainly think about consideration, and we can think about how much right, margin we give to someone else. And we can also notice, when is it important to uphold a boundary and to maintain that and to recognize that it isn't imposing something on someone else. We can set clear expectations so they know what it is that we are willing to do or to not do. But looking to ourselves and how we maintain that boundary. And if we notice right, someone else around us has set a boundary and they're not upholding that, not in an accusatory fashion, but opening a discussion to say, oh, well, I heard you say this right? And this was the boundary and expectation, and you still have the right to uphold that. Now, the person who was delayed, let's say, right? And the person who's doing the departing and set that boundary, the person who was left behind, Deborah, in this instance, is entitled, is welcome to whatever reaction she has. She doesn't have to like it. She can be mad, right? And so just checking in that we give others permission and space to feel what they feel, Ideally, perhaps there's room for dialogue and a reassessment of when that's fair or if there can be some you know, grace given and consideration offered for those circumstances, right? When she was literally stuck, right? Her hair was stuck in this curling iron and she needed assistance, right? And that wasn't available to her. So when we talk about taking responsibility for our own thoughts, feelings, and actions and that we can't directly, right, have someone else think or feel or do something that we require of them, we can absolutely be considerate to their experience. We can take it into context. We can know when there absolutely must be a hard and fast boundary. And maybe there is a time when you are required to be somewhere at a specific space and maintaining that schedule is the top priority. But knowing right, there will be challenges in the conversations that ensue afterward, so just looking at that power of influence and impact, releasing your direct control of that, but honoring right, this human interaction with understanding and empathy and checking in with if you are the person who holds the boundary hard and fast, if you're the person who sets a boundary but rarely enforces it, and looking at what the impact there is as well and seeing what elements of consistency might be helpful, how dialogue around that may be useful to you and give you an opportunity to have a more cohesive and constructive relationship with the person or the persons with whom you are engaging those boundaries. Delay is also to be late or slow and loiter. And this one's talking about your own experience. So it's taking away from that one step out of causing right someone else or something to be late or slow. But this one's just that act, right? Being late, being slow. 
whenever I think about this, <laughs> the meme that often comes up is, you know, when you show up late to something, but you stopped to get your iced coffee. <laughs> and so there too, the priority right, was self-care, this beverage, having adequate caffeine, more so than the start time. And now we can look at that and we can look at where there are consequences. I think about this in the medical model and we had our morning lectures through medical school. And this was often a point of conversation, if nothing else, when there could be delays or could be traffic, but there could also be right this beverage that was necessary and superseded the on-time departure for that lecture. And so just checking in if the times that you have been late or slow, and notice this one too, to loiter. And just being around something longer than what was anticipated. And sometimes a loiter can lead to engagement, can lead to conversation. I think about this in the context of teaching yoga classes. And many times the after, right, the after part of the class, when questions are asked to the teacher or a conversation between the students or sharing another event that's coming up. So there's loitering involved, right? You're delaying your departure. You're not leaving immediately as the class is dismissed or concluded. And it can open up connection. Now, this can also bleed over into a challenging experience, let's say for the staff in the studio. If that's the final class of the day and they're ready to depart and their time to close is a certain time, right? that loiter can go from this productive point of connection to a challenge. It can introduce frustration. So just seeing when that delay might be thoughtful, might be emblematic of your self-care, might be an opportunity for connection, and then having that awareness And through all of this, the awareness of the impact, of the impact on your own experience, right? Maybe you miss some critical part of the lecture when you're not there right at the beginning. Or having the awareness of what is the impact on the relationship, again, honoring the other person's autonomy and their responses, but seeing, right? If this happens over and over and over again, what is the impact of that? And is there unnecessary strain happening here that could be shifted, prevented, lessened, minimized. And then thinking about delay as well to postpone or defer an action, right? So these podcast episodes were deferred in those last two weeks because of other events. They were postponed. They're happening again here. And so just seeing that that is an option and it can speak to, right, that level of priority as we've discussed or simply what was available in that time. And checking in, that postponement can be challenging, can be frustrating. I think about this in terms of events. So we have seen still some of those residual impacts this summer in particular, certain concert tours, right? A lot of live music was back in action. However, right, bands and members of the tour were getting COVID. They were getting sick from kind of many concerts in a row. And so it was postponement of concerts, And sometimes that can be helpful. What if, right, something came up and you couldn't make that original date? Sometimes it can be really challenging and frustrating because you could only make that date and the future one that was selected is no longer available to you. And so you miss out on that opportunity because there has been a postponement. Welcoming yourself again to have any response to that experience, to honor the humanity and also say, I can be frustrated and still love this band, right? I can be so disappointed and still look forward to a potential future engagement. Or I can just be disappointed, full stop. That is okay, right? Postponement can bring that forward. Sometimes postponement can be a gift. 
We happened to have our first snow day on the eve of leap year, which felt a little bit like a gimme. We had a really warm day, and then the temperature dropped, and we had all the different types of precipitation and just weird weather for this season at the end of February here in northern Michigan. And then a snow day ensued, so there's postponement of certain activities, of certain assignments, and sometimes that can be frustrating or disappointing for my youngest they were very much looking forward to a presentation at school and it got moved to the following day. So that was okay. But just noticing that there was this energy behind that and accepting that it's going to move to a different day. Uh, for my oldest, they had a big test and appreciated having that postponement for one more day to prepare. Noticing as well, sometimes when you're ready, if things do get postponed unexpectedly and it can throw things off, right? It can shift your mindset and your awareness and your preparation because you had this envisioning of how things were going to go. And then when there's kind of a bobble at the start of that experience, when you go to pick up, you might not embrace that same energetic. So checking in with yourself to see, well, what had me ready? If there is a postponement, allowing yourself to recalibrate to that new situation and say, okay, Right? These are the factors I had in place. And yes, I was relating it to this date or this particular time. Maybe it's just a brief delay. Sometimes it's a couple hours versus days versus months versus you know a year. We were at a concert earlier in the fall and it was a full year later. So some people had been waiting right this entire year for this experience and seeing how it came to fruition in that space. But checking in to say, what was it I was anticipating? How was I planning to show up? Were this to have happened at its original time and date? And what was that narrative? I'm going to do this. I'm fully prepared. My focus is here. These are the energetics. And give yourself that moment. And know here too, here's where you can implement a delay. And it doesn't have to be long. A minute or so, a few breaths offering up. Excuse me. I'd like to take a moment here to reset as there was a postponement I didn't anticipate. I'm going to prepare. You could offer as much or as little of that narrative. But for yourself, say, you know, I deserve to have this time. Again, a few breaths, a few inner thoughts to bring yourself back to the appropriate starting energy for whatever it is you are encountering. And notice if you're talking to yourself and saying things such as, I wish it had been a year ago. I can't believe I've waited this long. I hope it's just as good. And see how we're setting the stage for how things will go and offer yourself to say, well, this is when it's happening. I'm prepared for this whenever it is taking place. And notice how your energy and the opportunities can shift just from that mild modification. Thinking about delay, right? We're shifting from the verb to the noun here, a period of time by which something is late or postponed. So thinking about the delay as a thing now, and we shifted to this, we kind of segued into this a little bit with that last talk about the snow day and the concert postponement, right? So there has been this delay, this thing, and noticing that period of time and how it can seem so long or not long enough, right? Maybe you were seeking for something not to happen. So you just keep prolonging, right? We keep delaying it little by little by little and checking to see, well, what are we expecting to happen by moving this out? And what benefit are we trying to create for ourselves by not having happen right now and giving this time in this space before it transpires? So checking in with yourself and noticing if I'm creating a delay, is there something I'm hoping to avoid? And if there is, start to dive deeper and begin to say, why am I avoiding this? I'm afraid this is going to happen or this may be an outcome 
that I don't wish to have, or if I have enough time, I will be able to be better prepared. And all that is certainly true, right? There can be times when having that extra day, like we mentioned, for the test, and you have a little more time to review or find some different resources or collaborate with friends and have a study group that weren't available to you because of your schedule. So that delay can absolutely support your bolstering of experience. And there are other times when postponement right, is really just that act of procrastination. You're not going to get much more done. You're not going to delve into new resources. You're just putting off right, the inevitable experience because it feels stressful or daunting or you don't know if you'll ever actually be prepared. And in both of those situations, but especially in the latter, the opportunity is to notice how you can begin to prepare yourself mentally for whatever is to come. I am as prepared as I will be. I have the information that's available to me at the moment. So we're not gaslighting ourselves about the experience and saying, I am impeccably and 100% prepared. If that isn't true or doesn't feel true, it's not helpful. But to say, right, I trust the preparation that I have. I acknowledge the time that I have invested. I recognize the resources available to me. So we're keeping it factual. We're keeping it real. But we're also building a narrative that says, right, there is a level of readiness here. And while it might not be ideal, it does exist. And it means I can proceed. We can also begin to explore that there might be more to be gained from arriving, from participating, rather than in the space of anticipation. Now, we can look at the power of anticipation when we see it kind of the positive format. There are studies that show that the planning of a vacation is oftentimes the most enjoyable part. There's the opportunity for idealization, right, for preparing all the different clothes and trips and sidebars and meals and people that you're going to be with. And so you have this visual and your brain doesn't know, right? If it's something that's happening in real time or you're envisioning happening. So you're almost having the experience of it. And generally speaking, right, we're in that mindset of planning a brilliant vacation. We're leveling it up, right? We're focusing through rose colored glasses on what will happen. Now, there are other opportunities and times when we look at everything through the lens of existential dread, right? All the worst case scenarios. And that might be true for some people with vacation, right? If we have a fear of flying or of water, we're going on a cruise, or we have all these different kind of um, old wives tales in mind of what might happen. We could certainly right, influence the experience in a negative fashion. And all that anticipation is actually building up anxiety and fear and dread. So check in and know you can help yourself choose that path. And it needs to feel realistic. Once again, we're not going to lie to ourselves in this process, but noticing what can I look forward to and what can I highlight here? And is the time spent in the planning actually help me move closer to it? Or is it keeping me in this swirling space and not allowing this thing to actually happen? Delay, right? The action of delaying or being delayed. I set off without delay is the example. So no, here too, we can omit the delay and carry right on into what it is that we're doing. And the last definition I wanted to explore here was in an electronic standpoint, still in the noun space for this word. The time interval between the propagation of an electrical signal and its reception. And this one, I'm going to take out of the electrical world, although still in the energetic space, but from that human perspective. So that time interval, the delay between the propagation of a signal, right? So a thought you have, a feeling you experience, and its reception. And we could look at this in three parts. We could think about the first propagation being the thought that happens, right? A narrative you have inside your head. This is going to be amazing, for example. 
And there can be a delay between when you experience a feeling relative to that or at least the recognition of it, right? So many times this is happening on the subconscious level. So if you're feeling excited or if you're feeling thrilled or you're feeling curious, right? Noticing there can be a delay between that and there can be a short delay. I was just on a post looking at an EKG and thinking about, right, all the measurements are really about the time between the different waves on the EKG and delays, right? Delays can raise concern. They can give information, right? And also the lack of a delay, right? If things are too close together on the EKG, that can also raise concern. So just noticing, right, the relationship between things, that time frame between our experience of a thought we have, right, narrative that's being created in our minds and the feeling that emerges as a result from that. And then really that next part, and again, maybe we need the EKG of thought, feeling, action, result <laughs> um, is an illustration. Hold that note, right? Put a pin in that and we'll come back to it maybe in a near future episode. But then saying we have this feeling, right? And do we act immediately, right? Do we have this most automatic response? Or do we recognize, ooh, right, I kind of want to do this, but I'm not. So checking in there, if that delay is us abandoning, Right, that initial line of thinking and the feeling that comes from it and what could happen next? Or is it right that it isn't an automatic experience and so that we don't move right into the meaningful action from whatever it is we have thought and felt? And so seeing here that idea of that conduction, right, the propagation of this signal. And we can look at that externally as well. So that's the internal process of having a thought, experiencing a feeling, taking up an action. And if there are delays or if there isn't enough of a delay, because we talk about the power of the pause, right? We look to Viktor Frankl's quote and between the stimulus and the response is this pause and the power is in the pause. So if there isn't a delay, right? Just like with the EKG when it's too short, right? And there can be this kind of misconduct of energy that happens. And we think about that with reactivity, particularly let's say with the experience of the feeling of anger and there might be yelling, right? Some aggression that happens from that. And so seeing, oh, I'm, I'm lacking a delay here because delay can sometimes get this bad rap, but a delay would be really helpful, right? Be helpful in the organization of the electrical activity of my heart and in the experience of the energy of a feeling and what happens as a result of that. So allowing yourself to explore and notice when the presence of a delay is helpful, when it perhaps is harmful or at least not very useful, when the absence of the delay is actually something to be addressed and considered and explored. And through all of this, noticing the criticism that can come with a delay and stepping into the practice of grace. And grace not so much as, well, that's just how it's going to be. Right? I'm always going to slow things down and show up late. That doesn't necessarily have to be true. But if your narrative is only, right, I'm late and that's bad, I cause this delay, ruin things, there's little space for any shifts in behavior if that is the desire. And so if you would like to have fewer delays right, in different spaces and then delays peppered in appropriately when you want a little more of that reflection and mindful experience, offering up, right? I'm a person right, who can show up in a timely fashion. I'm a person who can be consistent with this and find areas of proof. Thinking about where that is absolutely true so your brain believes it, it has the example, and then pull that forward with you into the next space. And you can also, as we talked about at the beginning, honor, right? I recognize this delay. 
actually, I might not love that this was the delay that happened, but I'm also willing to be with this delay because it also illustrated for me what my priorities are, and I agree with them. I would choose it again today. And right, it doesn't have to be a but or that doesn't have to be a limitation. I can offer to you, and I would like some more consistency here. So I'm willing to consider different methods that would allow my priority to stay what it was, right? I would choose those things again, absolutely. And to bring this forward in a different way, I might put some of these structural pieces in place and alongside that, check in with what it is that I'm telling myself about this experience. So that is where we are on this day. And I do love that it's a 3-3 episode, right? Numerically, I will always find those patterns. And honor that we are here in this moment, just as we are with the delay, And sometimes that delay allows for a different thoughtful approach. Some of that delay can lend itself to frustration. We can acknowledge how that delay influences ourselves and those around us. We can recognize the opportunity to implement boundaries and to be honest about an experience, to welcome and nurture successful and meaningful, purposeful dialogue so we can hear from others the perspective of the experience, we can learn, we can grow, and we might continue in the same track of behavior, or we might choose to make modifications. But through all of that, honoring that we have the choice and the power to maintain our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So I appreciate your being here through, with, beyond, in the delay, and continuing forward And I'd love to hear from you what impact delay has had in your life, the times it's been super helpful, really frustrating. If you are one who delays or who feels lament around the idea of a delay and also just checking in with that processing internally, right? The EKG of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and results and seeing where sometimes, right? There can be a shift in that management of the electrical (laughs) signal. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it in there. And notice what the opportunity is to put that back into balance. Thank you so much for being here, for your reflections, for your patience, for your presence. And until next time, this is Dr. Amelia Beaky with A Sociopathic Life. Thank you for listening. <laughs>